You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome everybody to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in Mind of the Meanie. I'm your tour guide, Adam Bernard, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind? So uh, let's uh, do the third portion of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Part three. Yeah. Hey, this is why you got to go to patreon.com slash mind and meanie because uh, we had a whole show before we even started recording. <laughs> and, uh, Lots of good shit left in the hallway, as meanie would say. Oh, I definitely, and, uh, shit, I definitely shit in many a hallways. But uh, Dude, that fart sounded like you shit in the hallway. Did you shit on your bedroom floor or what happened, man? Uh, should I play... Should yeah, I, should it, I, should, uh, let me open world up. exclusive. Yeah, I, I, I well now I have a fart folder on my computer. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. Uh, fart stereo mix number six. Let me say, I love it, dude. I love it. Huh? Oh, you hear my footsteps? <laughs> oh man, so good, dude. It's so good. Those farts literally old, starting man. off with a bang. Starting off with a starting off with a brown note. Thank you all for joining us today. Shout out to the Pod Squad. Thank you all for joining us as well. Each and every week, we appreciate it. Seriously, if you're not subscribed, if you're not a pay, our patron on Patreon, go to Patreon.com/slash Mind of the Meanie. Sign up right now. You get all kinds of good shit, uh, including exclusive first here, first listens. <laughs> On the new mini farts, which I feel like pays for itself, man. Yeah, I feel we, like that we, is the... Yeah, we had a whole show for our Patreon folks before we even got on. So. <laughs> I thought Liam called us savages, which I feel like is definitely a good name. Like yeah. it's definitely like we could probably incorporate that into the show open, like Peace World and Welcome You Savages. Yeah. You godless heathens. You know, <laughs> I like it. I think it's, I think it's good. Yeah. There's 141 and two-thirds percent chance that happens next week. But Meanie, it is great to see you as always, my friend. How oh, are you? How are things going? I'm good. Uh, you know, I uh, avoided being hacked this week. Uh, crazy, right? I wasn't the only one that was like, what the fuck is going on here? <clears throat> yeah, uh, like a whole bunch of us pro wrestlers got hacked. And uh, I almost fell for debate because... Um, uh, which I got a a DM. Well, uh, uh, first of all, like everybody's like, oh, wrestlers almost got hacked because they want free shoes. There's people out there who you know do custom shoes for the boys. Like, I have a buddy right now who's making me a custom pair of uh, BWO Air Force Ones. And uh, oh man, 
Yeah. Go to uh, G-O-I Kicks on Twitter. Uh, he makes shoes for Edge, Shane Helms, all these people. He's legit. He makes legit custom sneakers. And he's doing a BWO set for me, Stevie Nova. So I get a DM from uh, my buddy AC Romero, you know, and uh, not to throw him under the bus, but, you know, you know, he got hacked, which yeah. sucks. Right. Right. It wasn't him doing it. So uh, somebody hacked his account and they hit me up. And I was like, oh, AC's hit me up. What's going on? Hey, man, how would you like some free shoes? You had me a free. Uh, <laughs> much, much, much to the uh, disgust, or not disgust, but uh, dismay of Mrs. Meany. I, I accept too many free things. I'm like a stray pet, you know, just uh, a <laughs> stray pet. Yeah, I'm a stray. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, you don't sure. need that. You know, she's like for every for every shirt you accept, you have to give two to goodwill. You know, uh, I'm just like all right. If it helps, meaning Courtney, my wife is the same way. She is like, you have entirely too many t-shirts. And I'm like, I don't need you to tell me how to live. Behind, And I promise I'll get rid of some. Behind every man is a good woman rolling her eyes. Um, <laughs> so I was like, yeah, what's up, man? To AC, thinking I was AC. And then uh, he's like, oh, just uh, got follows account. You know, uh, click on this link. And just like the whole thing, I saw, I'm reading it. And I'm like, man, this sounds like copy and paste type shit. And uh, yeah. so I, I, I copied the uh, Twitter account that they told me to follow. And uh, there's a whole bunch of people going, fake as fuck. <laughs> you know, uh, where's Jeez. my shoes? I was like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't click on this link. <laughs> I'm not Probably a smart not a good man. idea. I, I'm not. A smart man. I'm I'm okay, but like I'm smart. You're a smart enough. dude, man. Yeah, I'm all right. You're smart dude. I'm all right. You know, uh, I'm not book smart. Maybe more street smart. But um, yeah, I knew. I was like, man, this sounds like copy and paste stuff. Like somebody's just copy and paste and post it in here. Right. Right. <laughs> so uh, I find that you know that. Oh, I what gave it away? Uh, Ty Conti or Tay Conti. From, uh, oh, right, AEW. right, right. AEW was on Twitter just calling them the fuck out. Like, you know, these motherfuckers are fake, you know? So I was like, oh, cool. So what I did was I, I started, instead of blasting them out publicly, uh, you know, I just texted all the boys that I knew or I had in my phone. Hey, I was like, hey, if you get a, you know, a tweet from this, you know, account, it's a fucking hacker. Don't fucking click it. I sent it to a bunch of the boys and then uh, right. I DM'd a bunch of the boys hey don't trust this link and then uh, it started leaking out that you know a lot of the boys got you know uh, who got hacked from uh, from uh, AEW the murder hawk uh, oh right 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 he got hacked cameras, that's crazy man my memory is such shit anymore um, yeah a bunch of the boys got hacked and uh, of course you know, a bunch of people took glee and that. Oh, because oh, it's so fun. Everything is so funny. Yeah, it's yeah. hilarious. I bet if somebody so, fucking came to you with a fucking offer for fucking free clear, so you'd fucking take it. You fucking jerk. Uh, but it's not even. It's not even just that though. Like it's. In, well, I mean, yes, probably because they're in their mom's basement. You know, <laughs> Blue Weenie got hacked. Yeah. But it's also like it's like 
do you know how easy it is for people to create something like that? Yeah. Do you know how easy it is? And also, these guys are so great mug, by the way. Uh, we're looking at a Nightmare Before Chris, a Nightmare Before Christmas uh, mug. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Uh, Excellent. Uh, I knew things. I know things. Mrs. Mrs. Meanie's mama. Mama Maru gave that to me. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I love it. But it's so easy for people to create the stuff and make it look realistic. Like, yeah. Courtney, my wife, we got hacked. I think it was 2017. Um, we got hacked into her PayPal account Oof. and they took like $700 from our bank account. And it was something like that was literally attached in an email that looked like something that came from like her health insurance, right? Sure. She's like, I have no, like, and honestly, God, it was like this super benign thing that was like copy and pasted just like a screen on the health insurance. And it was unbelievable. So I got to- And we ended up getting the money back, but still it's, that shit happens all, I just- I have a hard time with people who just take such joy in other people's misery. You know, it's just like, just fuck off. Like, yeah. I don't know. I have- What uh, happened to- Whatever happened to- Oh man, that's a shame that happened. But everybody's like, oh. But uh, I got a- Something similar happened to me. Somebody texted me the other day. Your such and such bank account uh, needs attention. I'm like looking oh, at it. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at it. And I have this gimmick on my phone where I can look up phone numbers- so I look yeah. up the phone number and it's like this guy, Steve in Michigan, sending me this text. It gave, gave me his name. It gave me his address. And I just replied, no, it's not Steve. <laughs> <laughs> just replied, no, it ain't Steven. And it said his last name. And then like, I'm sure the guy, you know, got the text back and went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker trying to scam me. Son of yeah, not going to happen, pal. Not going to happen. Yeah. Um, I, uh, you know, again, I don't take any pleasure in anybody having any kind of misfortune like that, especially when they lose their accounts. Um, I know Bray Wyatt lost his account for quite some time after he was hacked. Um, yeah. The most famous one that I can remember, though, is Ryan Dunn. Ryan Dunn's account. He had a Twitter account for, I think, only a couple months before he passed. Oh, man. And I can't remember when it was, but someone got into his account. And was retweeting and tweeting a lot of weird shit. Like, just met Tupac. Great guy. And everybody was having this great laugh about it. And it was like, guys, this is really fucked up. Like, this is really... Because, like, if you think right. about it, right? Right, that's fucked. People, people who are friends with Dunn, you know, or, you know, like, I know I have friends who've passed who have social media accounts and messages that are in there. I don't want people reading that shit. You know what I mean? Like, imagine, or like a family member is sending a message to somebody who's passed Facebook or Twitter. You know, like... I, I know people are like, oh, Adam's so sensitive. It's like, that's not the point. You know, I, I just, right. it, that kind of shit just makes me nuts. But uh, I am glad that the Blue Meanies Twitter account didn't get uh, overtaken, well, which is fantastic. Well, they gave you an option for, <laughs> it's click on this link, sign in with Google, sign in with Instagram, or sign in with Twitter. And I was, I was like, ooh, I ain't signing in with my fucking Twitter. Yeah. No way. I'm I'm not signing in with anything. That's when I started fucking looking up the shit. It's like, oh. Yeah, not going to happen, man. Yeah. Uh, Another reason why to be on patreon.com slash blue meanie, you can both admire me and and Mr. Barnyard getting sunlight in our face. Uh, it's just every time. time we, I love that we're in the same like region because you can see it shining and like <laughs> I, you, you can't like I'm like basically look like Casper right now. I look like Seamus coming out of the curtain. You look like uh, it's hard. You look like Hakushi's manager. Uh, I can't think of his <laughs> fucking the hell name. Is his name. I don't know. Um, White face, I'm, beard. I'm over here trying to get this fucking curtain here. to sit on it. 
Oh man! But what else is going on, man? What else is uh, what else is shaking in your world today, man? Oh man, just waiting for the playoffs. The Eagles are in the yeah, playoffs, dude. and I'm cautiously optimistic. As an as you should be with Phil- anything Philadelphia sports, I'm afraid you should to say, always be. Yeah, I'm afraid to say anything right now because I know the show drops the day after the game. <laughs> <laughs> where, I can either, where I can either look really smart or really fucking stupid. So, but I'm cautious. I think that, I, look, Tom Brady's the greatest, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time behind Joe Montana. Because Joe Montana, right. Joe Montana never lost a Super Bowl. But, uh, uh, and he's a PA boy. I have to put over John with Joe Montana. Um, you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody from Pennsylvania, I put you over. Philly, I'll fucking. Put a rocket up your ass and shoot you to the moon, but uh, <laughs> or the Philly region, you know. I got that Phil. I got civic pride, unlike uh, other members of the BWO who root for the Cowboys. But um, what? Well, one. Uh, Me he's Steve- banished. He's in the he's in the green room now with Al Snow forever. Yeah. He's uh, never. The only difference is he's never coming out. Have, have we replenished the 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 green room? For we did. Yeah, we gave uh, we we gave some dog food. Um, what? we got some gravy train. Yeah, some gravy train. Yeah. What happens is when you put the water on the dog on the, the gravy train, it, it creates like a like a gravy mix. So it's not just like protein, but it's also like liquid. So he should be fine for at least like the next three or four weeks. You gave Al Snow. He should be good. You gave Al Snow dog food. Should I not have done should I should I would that be is that bad? He's gonna is be any more in two weeks he'll be licking his balls. I mean, Look, man, hey, whatever whatever he wants to do in the green room is completely, you know, it's his choice. It's his prerogative. If he, I would be impressed, actually, if he could reach that far, the, the, the um, flexibility in a way to get to his nutsack with his tongue would be just absolutely incredible. There's a joke. Uh, I was this close to the best blowjob of my life, and then I fell off the couch and broke my neck. <laughs> uh, I was this close to the best blowjob of my life, and then my back gave out. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like those rumors that used to go around back in the day with Marilyn Manson removing a rib yeah. so he could blow himself. Yeah. Imagine believing that now. No. But uh, no, I mean, you know, look, it's, uh, I- I'm always hesitant to like be excited for any Philly sports team. Like, yeah. I didn't believe that the Phillies were going to win the 08 series until they won the 08 series. Right. Um, I, uh, I just, you know, I'm a conscious, like, uh, it's a conscious, um, effort not to get too excited because you, then you won't be let down. But before we started recording, we were talking about this incredible clothing company that oh, I actually yeah, wearing yeah, one yeah. of the shirts. I'm wearing one of their shirts in uh, in the photo of Meanie and I. Uh, it's called Heavy Slime. And every year they do this hilarious shirt for, uh, you know, uh, the Eagles. And it says, ready for pain and suffering. And then they'll say, you know, Dallas sucks. Uh, you know, in the in the logo on the shirt. So I actually have one this year, but give them a follow on Instagram. They're they're fucking incredible. They're at Heavy Slime. Um, and then if you're in the Patreon group, I put a link in there for one of the shirts that Meanie and I were talking about in the uh, the initial hallway episode of Mind of the Meanie, which uh, I'm not going to give it away because you'll have to go and sign up to find it. So yes, um, but yeah, every every year I try to pick one of those up, and it's uh it's always a good time. But I also have something I was going to show you. Uh, let me reach up and grab it. Hold on one second. Hey, hey, hey! This is a family show. <laughs> Keep it in your pants, pal. Yeah. I actually I have this, uh, which I got. Let me see what date it is. July 29th of 2000. Can you see that? Ah, Harry the K. Harry, Harry Callis. Callis. Yeah, yeah, this is one of my favorite 
one of my favorite like sports memorabilia things. It used to play. It has batteries in here. I can't get it to open anymore. Son of a bitch. Uh, or to turn on. So I got to figure out if there's a way for me to like, you know, maybe open the bottom and get in there to put batteries in. But yeah, get like, you know, it's a home run. He would do the whole call and shit. It's pretty cool, man. For, but, for, for those outside of Philly, you know, everybody knows Harry Kells from the voice of uh, NFL Films. So like when he right. passed, I was like, I was, I was really fucking rocked. Cause, yeah. You know, that was the voice of my... There's very few. There's a couple of people who were the voices of my childhood. You know, Harry Callis, Merrill Reese, and then you know. Oh yeah, Merrill Reese. Yeah, you know, then there's you know the Gordon Solis and stuff like that. Just the classic fucking voice and Harry Callis. You know, you can walk down the street anywhere in South Philly or South Jersey during the summer when I was a kid, and people have their windows open. And you can hear Harry Callis calling the game as you walk yeah. down the block because everybody had the game when everybody had Harry's yep. voice. But, uh, you know, that ball's out of here. You know, uh, out of here. You know, he had that, that deep voice. But um, I'm, I'm pulling him up right now because it's been so long since I've heard a Harry Callis call. Yeah. I'm going to pull it up right now so we yep. can enjoy it together. Let me see. Three, two, pets. Swing it a long drive. So good, man. Here it is. Oh, now this one. This one will get you meaning. Here you go. Here we go. Hopefully there's no. Hopefully there's no ads here. Oh, it's muted. Don't worry. We're not going to get dinged again. Um, <laughs> now, I mean, yeah, I mean, Harry Callis was arguably the best. You know, the best play caller in baseball uh, forever. And I can recall, you know, being at my grandparents' house and uh, every every Sunday we'd be watching a game and Harry would be calling it. And it's funny, if you're a Philly fan, if you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan, and I'm sure Meany can attest to this, Yes. anytime they're playing the game, you turn off the television sound and you put on Merrill Reese yep. on the radio. And that's how, you, that's how you watch the game in Philadelphia. And, and if anybody who doesn't watch it that way, you quickly correct them and go, put fucking Merrill Reese on right now. It's, it's a travesty. Po- it's to the point where the cable company, uh, our local cable company and uh, affiliates, 94 WIP, they do the yep. Eagles audio. They purposely sync together. They, they, yeah. It, it might take like a couple plays for them to get it right. But then, you know, they, they, they work in conjunction with each other. So yep. people in Philadelphia can listen to the radio feed as they watch the TV feed. Yep. It's, it's a beautiful yep. thing, you know. It's cool, man. And again, it's like Merrill Reese is one of those people. Like for me, like growing up, it was like, it was Harry Callis, Merrill Reese, um, Gorilla Monsoon, yeah. Bobby Heenan. You know, like those guys were just like. I'm blanking on the, the flyer's upper- name. Gene Hart. Gene, Gene Hart. Hart. Yep. Gene Hart was a great man. Man, if you never had the experience of going to a game at the Spectrum or at the Vet, like just it's unexplainable, right? Yeah. It's just such a cool experience. But this is actually the call that Harry Callis made when the Phillies won the series. Yep. The 2 pitch. Swing and a miss. Stuck him out. The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008. World Champions of Baseball! Brad Lynch does it again and stays perfect for the 2008 season. 48 for 48 in save opportunities and what the city celebrates. Every time I hear that audio, I get the chills up my neck yeah. from when they when they won. Like, it was just such a... Such a magic experience. Like, I wish I could. Well, here's... I the, wish I, you know... Here's the thing with Harry. Uh, 
Now, the Phillies won the World Series in 1980, yeah. and he wasn't allowed to call the game. Really? Because they wanted national announcers. So any uh, broadcast you hear of Harry Callis was re redone in the studio well after the World Series. So for wow. Harry Callis to call the finish of the 2008 World Series, they purposely... And there's video of him calling, doing the final out. Yeah. They purposely, everybody around him to shut up. And you can see yeah. uh, his co-host, Chris Wheeler, like going crazy in the background, but not saying anything into the mic because he wanted to, he didn't want to step on Harry's call. And yeah. uh, yeah, the, the, the thing that's like sad and poetic about it is like Harry died. Like not yeah. too long after he got to make that final call. It's like almost... His whole purpose in life was to make that final call. And then the beginning of the, the 2009 uh, series. Uh, I think his last game was the April 29th, if I, can, if I recall correctly, because I think he dropped, I think he fell over right after that game. He, he, he called the Phillies-Denver game. That's what it was. And they went to Washington and he passed away in the booth. Before the, the Washington Nationals game, I know exactly where I was. It was like a one o'clock in the afternoon, and they all all the TV stations of Philly broke through. To yeah, announce, to announce that he had passed away, and uh, it's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy. Yeah, I uh, I just I you know it's 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 one of those things. It's just such a special thing to be a part of, like. I don't know. Maybe you feel like this. And maybe, I don't know if anybody else does, but I always feel like it's just such a special thing to be a part of like Philadelphia. Yeah. Like there's just something cool to be a part of this city and a part of the history that be that belongs here with all this cool shit that we have, you know? Yeah. It's, it's just, I don't know. It just, I feel like, I don't know if any other city in the world has things like that. Oh, well, just, you know, the whole country was- I'm sure, here, but it's know? just, there's something special, uh, very special about this city. Um, but Harry Callis, man, uh, I remember watching and, and hearing the news reports that he had died and just being like, oh my God, like you never, like you never think about, like even Bob Saget, right? Bob Saget just died this week. Oh my God. And you never, yeah, talk about you never, that. you just like, you never expect to hear these kind of things, you know, because you know, like the only, there's two, obviously there's two certainties in life, which are right. death and taxes, but like you never expect to hear that like Harry Callis drops dead or Bob Saget is dead. You know, like, it's just, it's this like, totally weird thing and as i get older i have a much harder time with the a much harder ability to like process time in general you know here's the thing they said you know god man bob saget passed away at the age of 65 i went he he was 65 he didn't look yeah. he did not look uh -uh. 65 and uh another thing bob saget from the philly area you know he uh, yeah. grew up in abington which is you know maybe 20 minutes outside of philly maybe Mm -hmm. uh, huge Eagles fan, huge Philly sports fan, uh, loved Philly. Um, but yeah, holy shit. Talk about, and that, that's funny because I call Ian Riccoboni the Bob Saget of pro wrestling because he looks so, so clean and wholesome. But, you know, you have a one-on-one -on -one conversation, he'll slip one by and you go, oh, wait, wait, what, what did you just say? Yeah. Whoa, what did you say? Yeah. Ian! <laughs> you know, just... <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, yeah, pump the fucking brakes here. But Bob, Bob <laughs> fucking Saget, man. Holy shit, that, that really stunned yeah, me. That stunned me to the point where I was sitting on my couch. We were watching football, uh, me and Mrs. Meany. 
and uh, she went to the kitchen to do something, and I just went, hold on, out loud. Yeah. I just went, hold on. And she went, what, what? It's like, the, I have certain reactions. She knows me. We've been together 16 years. She knows all my reactions. I went, what? Hold on. And she's like, what, what? It's like, let me see if this is real first. You know? Yeah, yeah let then, me confirm. Yep. Because you always take things on TMZ with a grain of salt, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, mostly. It, mostly. It, it, if there's if there's a pet peeve to celebrity deaths, it's always, oh, so-and-so died. And you post, rest in peace. And people go, what's your source? Yeah. <laughs> source. Yeah, like I have a, you know, yeah, like I have a direct line to a, rel <laughs> a relative or something, you know? Right, but, uh, right. But, you know... You know, TMZ, you know, you take it with a little grain of salt. But, you know, usually there's a reason why they're TMZ and they get the fucking scoop first, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I reacted and I was like, oh, my God, is this is real. And I started seeing the reactions and, you know, there's stages to it. And it's like, holy shit, they, this can't be right. You know? Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, well, now I got to go watch Dirty Work, you know? Because... <laughs> Yeah. What a classic, though, man! What yeah. a classic flick! If you anybody like, you gotta watch Dirty Work. It's just such a good movie. Man. It's an amazing it's, movie. It's so it, many, it's so, so many quotable lines of that movie, man. My so good. My favorite scene in, in <laughs> Dirty Work when they they they're in the house and Norm and uh, Artie are sitting there holding the two fish and two guys break <laughs> into the house and this whole fucking scene breaks off off camera and they're just standing there. With the two fish in the hands, yep. not yep. reacting, like just like frozen in time, like uh, just no selling, the, no yeah. selling the shit out of it. Yeah, it was uh, such a good movie. That, that, my, that and the Don Rickles, you know, scenes. Hello, yeah. ice cream. You having fun in there? Are you having fun in there? Yeah. <laughs> and Norm Connors, <laughs> do everybody a favor, leave everyone alone forever. Not yeah. Norm Connors. Norm McDonald legit busts out laughing at Don Rickles <laughs> in the scene, and they just left it in the movie because it was genuine. My, it's like, it's, I think that's like the genius of Norm MacDonald though, is the fact that like how he deadpanned everything, you know, he's on the phone and he's just like, yeah, it's me, Neil. <laughs> Hello, real cops? Like, stop, dude, I'm fucking so good, man. One of these days I'll do my Chris Farley impression here, but I used to walk into the bar and I'd start screaming about the Saigon whore that put my nose off. <laughs> oh my God. Fucking, um. So good, man. I've been watching a lot of Bob Saget and Norm MacDonald uh, clips. Like yeah. Norm Macdonald had a podcast and he always had Bob Saget on and just the back and forth between those two where like Norm's trying to tell a joke and, you know, Bob's just like, you know, adding to the, like, you know, fact checking him. Yeah. <laughs> you know? so there's jokes I can't, I won't repeat. But yeah, you know, no, you can't. Because but there's, then, um, because then it'll be a, a, a you know, uh, you know, Blue Meanie says, yeah, yeah, it'll be accredited to me and where it's yeah. not my joke. So listen, the, yeah, the Saigon thing, that was a quote from the Chris Farley line in Dirty Work. I did not make that, 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 that quote up. Everyone calm down. Um, no, the, uh, what was the one? What was I going to say? There was something that they, uh, they were just talking about. I read about Bob Saget this morning. Oh, they were making Bob Saget had written Dirty Work too. Oh my God. And had given it to Norm MacDonald before he died. And Artie Lang was had uh, Artie Lang has a podcast now too, and he had Bob Saget on recently, like within the past couple of months. And he was like, hey, "Why did you do this?" Like, you know, Artie's trying to be like, you know, you knew he was 
how, why would you make this movie? And Bob was just like, well, I wanted to do it because, you know, I nobody knew that Norm was was dying. You know, he's like, I knew something was wrong, but even Bob Saget, as close as they were, didn't even know he had leukemia, which is crazy. You know, like he never didn't, he no sold it, no sold it to everybody. Um, but man, that would have probably been, I don't know, man. I don't know if you can capture lightning in a bottle again like that, but I'm sure yeah. with those guys, you probably could, right? Yeah. And uh, I'm sure it would have been great. I mean, Bob Saget died was heartbreaking, but yeah, but he died on his sister's birthday. Who? Oh, he, uh, his sister. I'm. Uh, maybe the pod squad could look it up. Bob Saget. She had, scler she had scleroderma. Okay, that's what yeah. I was thinking about. He was uh, huge into fundraising for that. You know, because his sister, I think he was doing it before, and then his sister had it. But he always yeah. did, fought for that cause in his sister's honor, and he passed away on his sister's birthday, which is oh, wow. double heartbreaking. You know, yeah, that's terrible. I had no idea. Yeah, it's just one of those, isn't it ironic kind of moments? You know, yeah. Just not, I'm not making light. It just no, no. It's just, it's like. You know, it's crazy, man. It's it's just uh, it's again, it's that concept of time, right? The idea that we have this this infinite amount of time for everything, right? Yeah. Like I just I don't even I have such a hard time wrapping my mind around that concept, and and like you know I'll be thirty seven this year. Like where the where the Shut hell did the, the time go? I'm, I'm going to be forty nine. So eh, hey, you know what? But still, you're still eh, hey, you're still eh, meanie salting all over the goddamn world. All right, age is just a number. Thank you very much. I have to kick my legs like I'm getting out out of a pin just to get out of bed. Just like hey, but you know what? Ugh. I saw you. In, I saw you live at MLW. I saw you in that ring, man. You were still killing it, dude. Yeah, you were still right. killing it. That's all right. You were killing it. And here's another thing that you were killing. As I can try to slide towards the microphone a little bit, I found out. I learned something about Meanie today. Oh. Would you like to know what I learned about Meanie today, friends? Please do. I learned that Blue Meanie challenged Jeff Jarrett for the Intercontinental Title during his run. With the WWF, I, I had no idea. I did indeed. Uh, How cool was that? Very cool. Uh, not only the challenge for the Intercontinental Belt, but to uh, you know, wrestle Jeff Jarrett. You know, yeah. uh, big fan of Jeff. You know, even before I got into the business, I went on several of those Memphis trips. You know, down there as a fan to watch and met Jeff, and Jeff was awesome. Jeff was funny. Jeff's hilarious. Uh, one, one of my favorite Jeff things is we're all around Jeff, you know, on one of the Memphis trips. And, yeah, we're all from Philly. And uh, Jeff's like, yeah, these guys are from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Because there's a Philadelphia, <laughs> Mississippi, too, you know. That's right. <laughs> so that became the running joke. We're from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, you know. <laughs> so I get into the wrestling business, meet Jeff, you know, um, I go to the WWE and just a sweetheart of a guy, you know. You know, people have different opinions of him, but I, I, I've always enjoyed Jeff being around. Jeff, uh, me and Jeff have this uh, inside joke. You know, we both, you know, in the nineties, you know, Austin Powers was a big thing, and we always do the uh, Doctor Evil thumb, like yeah, one million dollars, <laughs> and that's like our thing, and we only do it to each other. We won't do it for right. anybody else. So if you're out, you're listening to this and you're out in the wild, I'm not going to do it to you. So, um, <laughs> do it, me, meanie. No, 
Not going to do it. But that, that was so cool, you know. Um, and this was around the time where, you know, I was kind of trying to become skinny meanie. You know, I was trying to lose the weight. and uh, You know, I wanted to have a really good match. And uh, it's impossible to have a bad match with Jeff Jarrett because the guy yeah. guy grew up in the business. He grew up around the around and in the business. So you know, is, you know, he's third generation. You know, so uh, it was cool. It was a learning experience, a learning experience as well. You know, from a, a timing standpoint, psychology standpoint, and stuff like that. And the fact that you know the Intercontinental Belt was on the line, which to me, that was like the, you know, everybody wants to be WWE, WWE champion, but like the Intercontinental Belt always had this distinction of being like the working man's title. You think of mm-hmm. Savage Steamboat, you think of Don Morocco, Pedro Morales, you know, so on, you know, Pat Patterson, you know. I wish Jimmy Snuka would have had a run with it, but uh, mm. Jimmy really didn't need a belt. He was his own attraction, you know. Yeah. He was a, he was a self-attraction. Um, but yeah, I was, I was really cool. You know, um, you know, and I already had kind of like a distinction of being around the Intercontinental Belt because I helped Goldust win the Intercontinental Belt. That's right. The the day after WrestleMania 15 on Raw. Raw. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we went on that European tour and, you know, he's defending the belt and I'm just walking around ringside with the belt over my shoulder like I fucking own the fucking thing. So <laughs> Now, how do you, because again, as, as everyone knows who's listening to the show, I and I say this pretty frequently, I've never worked in the industry before. I'm just a fan who sits here with the Blue Mini and talks about wrestling. How do you find out, like from Vince, right? How do you find out, like, hey, Mini, you're up for the title. Is well, there like a storyline bill? Obviously, it was never obviously it's a... That's yeah. a generalization, right? I'm just being a smart ass. But like, yeah. how do you find out? Like, how does that creative meeting happen? And like, what, can you tell me a little bit more about the creative meeting about that story? Like how that, how you ended up there? No, when you go to Raw, you just, you, you know, call times one o'clock, you show up at one o'clock and it's a whole bunch of hurry up and wait when you go to a TV yeah. taping. And then uh, they have their production meetings. And then the, uh, the producer, producers come out and they uh, have their lineup sheets and... You go up to the lineup sheet to see what you're doing. And um, I want to say this was in Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, and um, yeah, this, I, I just saw it on the board and you know, you connect with Jeff. Hey, what do you want to do? And we really didn't talk that much about it. And we had, had a couple bullet points. And, you know, um, I think there was a point where I was going to go for the moonsault. And he's like, I'll, I'll sneak up behind you, give you the electric chair. I was like, uh, excuse me, what's the electric chair? <laughs> <laughs> you know, for me, the electric chair was always the LOD thing, you know, where you put the guy right. on your shoulders and the guy clotheslines you. But this is like a one-man version of that. I, I, I had never heard the term electric chair. So, you know, that's, wow. I, that's about the only thing he really needed to explain to me. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> It was that, and then, you know, Deborah comes up, and I show her my puppies instead of, you know, you know, reverse psychology, and that's, you know, what. Of course. I think that's inevitably, 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 sorry, first day with the new mouth, uh, cost <laughs> cost me that match, you know. Mm. He came over. And, it looks. Uh, yeah, did the face plant gimmick, so. It looks like the date on that was July 17th, 1999. 
I'm trying to find exactly where it was. Market Square, going, I believe. Looks like it was a uh, shotgun Saturday night was when it aired. But I think I, don't know. I think that uh, yeah, I think the clip made it. It was initially shotgun, but I think it also did like something in other markets or something like that. It's on YouTube. But, uh, yeah, you go ahead and check it out on YouTube. It's definitely there. That's why I pulled it up. But that is really cool, though, man. That's a for me. That's a that would be a, a career highlight. You know what I mean? Like challenging for the belt. Like that's 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 pretty cool, man. That's pretty dope. If, if from my perspective, I was marking out for several reasons. A, it's Jeff Jarrett. You know, or A, it's right. Intercontinental Belt. B, Jeff Jarrett. A, or C. I'm, I'm horrible today. Uh, Marcus Square Arena, where they had the main event, where Andre the Giant pinned Hulk Hogan for the. They did the uh, screw job with the the Hebners, right? Right. The, yeah, the, you're right. The same building where they did the uh, twin referees. If mm-hmm. you want to go even deeper into that, that's where uh, they shot the John Cougar Mellow Camp video for Check It Out, which I was a huge fan of back in the day. You know, <laughs> just useless now, thing. You know, I, I was tying wrestling and music all together. You know, and that's that's what we do here on Mind of the Meanie. But we do have a very important question from uh, little Jimmy from Nebraska. Hashtag Sorensen level. Yes. There's been some conversation regarding Jeff Jarrett and his status as a member of the Four Horsemen. Do you believe, sir? Can we get you on record in saying whether or not you believe that he was a horseman? Because I know there is definitely heat. Obviously, you lost your intercontinental match, so obviously there's there's heat for life, <laughs> brother. Uh, what is your take on whether or not uh, he was a horseman and how cool would it have been not just to beat Jeff Jarrett for the title, but also to beat a horseman for the title? I mean, Arn Anderson said he was a horseman, so if Arn says it, then it's gospel. If if Arn Anderson tells you a cricket could pull a freight train, hook him up. Yeah, it's the gospel truth. I'm not gonna. I'm certainly not gonna argue with Arn Anderson. But Meanie, there comes a time when you have to look at whether or not everything looks good while you're beating your own horseman. Cheers to 2022 <laughs> and a resolution you can keep. How about having clean and shiny balls all year round? Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to save your balls this year and make the ball drop into 2022 the cleanest and sexiest ever. <laughs> See your f- set your first New Year's resolution with good intentions and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com right now and use promo code MEANY20 for 20% off and free shipping. It's a new me, new year, new me with the global leaders in below the waist grooming. This year, take your package to the next level with the Performance Package 4.0 and their brand new ultra premium body wash. Inside this Performance Package, you'll find the signature lawnmower 4.0. The electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin and the advanced skin safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate nuts. It comes equipped with a 4,000K LED spotlight that will shine a light to the promised land that 2022 looks to be. And meaning, as we talk about all the time, you don't want little John and the Eastside boys looking like a button in a fur coat. <laughs> Their advanced skin safe technology and the light helps me shave and give a good, clean, and smooth cut when Courtney is ready to storm the castle. And sir, <laughs> tell me a little bit more about how you have enjoyed Manscaped so far in 2022. Dude, Manscaped uh, definitely hooked me up. Uh you know, I got the you know the lawnmower 4.0. You know, well, I got the whole perfect package. 
Uh, yeah. Most recently, I got the uh, the crop mop. Just their uh, their dude, you know, their 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 versions of uh, baby wipes. Where if you're not feeling so fresh, go on, go on and give the uh, boys all hey, how's your father? Kind of going over there. Give them a give them a flyby with the crop mop. Um, Sometimes you need that, especially if you're at home. It's a sweaty night. The heater's moving a little bit. You're like, hey, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how this is going to turn out. You, you know, get that you, crop mop down there. You give your finger to fly by. And you get the finger to fly mm-hmm. by and you go, mm, onion balls. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, Lord that's, Jesus. Yes. Yeah, that. you don't want that smell, man. You don't need that coming up. And you don't want to be turning off anybody while they're down there. Their new product also, also to keep you smelling fresh is their Ultra Premium Body Wash, which solves all three issues. Chafing, smell, skin. All three issues are solved right in one shot. You can add it. It's the perfect addition to your daily grooming routine. But in the shower, of course, I shower every day. Many showers at least once every couple of days, depending on, eh, you know, depending on when he's in there. But I know that he uses the body wash. And I hope everyone out there has proper hygiene as well. Showers every day. Uh, It's cologne infused with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling clean, nice, and moisturizer. Kick discomfort and pour hygiene to the curb this year and use the best tools for the job. Whether your resolution is to work out more or to travel to new places, be sure to travel to manscaped.com right now. Manscaped.com for our exclusive offer of 20% off plus free shipping with the code Meanie 20. Cheers to new balls in 2022. And Meanie, we should always cheer new balls and you always want to practice safely while you're beating your horsemen. <laughs> so, yes, uh, I would go ahead and agree with you and say, Arn Anderson, if he said he's a horseman, then he's a goddamn horseman. And there is no yeah. further discussion at that point. But no, I uh, I agree. I've always held the Intercontinental Belt in a very high prestige as far as what I look at, um, you know, title reigns and things of that nature. So just to, I'm sure to even challenge, I know there's a lot of folks who say that like just being nominated for an award is sometimes better than actually winning it. But I would imagine you probably would have wanted to, wanted to win that belt. That would have been pretty cool hanging up on the wall there behind your head. Yeah. Pretty rad, right? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. It's like, uh, I'm a big belt mark right like i love yeah. looking at belts like artwork but I, I don't i feel goofy i would me as a professional wrestler who's you know performed in the in the ring i would feel goofy you know buying replica belts but, right but of, of a belt i never won you know you see all the guys with the tro- guys who keep belts of belts that they've won which is awesome yeah. which is awesome yeah but uh you know i got this uh Reach off camera. This is why you got to go to patreon.com slash mind me. I got this ECW replica. Uh, Ooh. Of the one, you know, Shane Douglas, you know, when Shane Douglas threw down the NWA belt and he rose the, you know, he lifted up the ECW belt. This is a replica of that. Wow. I have this replica because I was part of many of the ECW title matches. You know, I got my ass whipped for a lot of, you know, helping Raven defend this belt. That's why yeah. another belt I would seriously consider getting a replica would be that version of the Intercontinental belt. Not because I held it, but A, you know, I challenged for it, but B, most of it, well, B, because I challenged for it. I'm a bad with my own <laughs> bed today. But most importantly, I helped 
Goldust won that belt. You know, I'm a part of that belt's history. You know, absolutely, absolutely. And when he won it, I, when he when he won it, I kind of celebrated a little bit too boisterously. Like he's he he won the belt. He cut the promo. And I'm jumping around with the belt like I won the fucking thing myself. And uh, we went to uh, Europe. That was, it was WrestleMania 15. We did that Raw. And then we flew to Germany and England. And I guess they were watching uh, Raw on the bus. And there's two buses, heel and, heel and, heels and faces. And uh, I got off the bus and Steve Austin got off the other bus. He goes, Manny, that's celebration. And then we just start, both started laughing because we knew I was just <laughs> way over the fucking top with it, you know, jumping around like I was Judy Garland winning the fucking Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> just needed the ruby slippers on. You love me. You really, really love me. You know? But you know what? You're you're playing it up though, man. That's your character. Yeah. You know, that's uh, that's the gimmick, brother. That's yeah. the way to do it. A heel's a good asshole that you, 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 <laughs> so, that's, you want to punch in the face. You know, just <laughs> trying to get that heat, man. Yeah. Trying to get that, like, like our friend Bully Ray says, got to get that heat. Got to get that heat, brother. <laughs> you know what else we need to do? You know what else we need to do? We need to talk about this. Pabst Blue Ribbon. We need to set up Pabst Blue Meanie is what we need. Yeah. Pabst Blue Ribbon's following all these wrestlers on Twitter and they got no love Oh, well, they, us they, they, they follow me, but... What the hell, Pabst Blue Ribbon? I've been a loyal supporter for at least 15 years, three of which I wasn't even legal to drink. But, you're welcome, guys. But, yeah, the Blue Meanie could use some uh, Pabst Blue Ribbon swag. Just saying, we even have a soundboard from the executive voice, Sam Kreps. Pabst Blue Ribbon. So you go ahead and find us, Pabst Blue Meanie. That's, that's, uh, like, that's definitely... That, that, he sounds like a thought bubble, you know? <laughs> if, I, if I just made a voice, like a if I made a bubble. face here of me rubbing my chin and you just... <laughs> Here, here, hold on, hold on. On the count of three. Blue ribbon. Blue ribbon. All right, go ahead. You jumped the gun. And Damn it. I'm going to sit here and uh, inquisitively stroke my beard, and you hit that center. Okay, three, right. two, one. Pepsed blue ribbon. <laughs> so if you want the visual of that, go to patreon.com slash. Dot com slash mine of the meaning. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually gonna I'm gonna chip I'm gonna chop that up and put that on the uh, the Twitter machine and tag them so at least that way we can try to get our Paps Blue Mini. I feel like that sponsorship though that collaboration writes itself though, right? Uh, like, uh, I don't. Let, let's make a quality one. Hold on. Okay, I'm just, let's do it. I'm going three, two, one. Then you go yeah. three, two, one in your head and then hit the button. We're we're, we're producing on the air. We're, hold on. So hold on. Let me get the uh, you mic. Got it, man. I'm gonna get the push the mic away. Hold on. You you got it. Three, two. Pabst Blue Ribbon. There we go. <laughs> love it, dude. Enough of the I dead love air. It, <laughs> I love it. Yep. Enough that's, of the dead air, but you know what? It is time for Meanie. Uh, it's time to ask Meanie anything. I would would you like to, to do that? I would love to. It's time to ask Meanie anything. Ask me something. Don't forget, follow us on Twitter at Mind of the Meanie. And send us your questions using the hashtag AskMeanie. Also, if you're in the pod squad, you can ask us questions early and we will be sure to ask them on the show. Let's get into it here and see what we got going on. Looks like little Jimmy's got something here as well. Let me just go back up and find it. There's a lot of questions. Yes, little Jimmy, we would love to have PBR sponsor us on the show. So you guys go ahead and do your thing on the Twitter Don't machine. Don't threaten me with a good time. And, uh, 
Yeah, seriously. Don't you don't you test me. Uh, friend of the show, Ringside Rant asks, Meanie, you're starting your own promotion. I did. Who's your heavy who's your heavyweight champion? Your intercontinental champion, your tag champs, and your women's champion. Uh from any era or from now? Any era. I guess current. If he's asking if you're starting a promotion now, everyone's on the table. Who you who you going with? Current woman champion would have to be Serena Deeb. I yep. mean, she's the fucking the best woman wrestler right now, or one of them. You know, I don't want to piss off a whole, you know, roster. Uh, that's another thing. You know, you, you get the boys coming back. Oh, why didn't Why didn't you pick me? Um, world champion. Uh, in this current era, um, Matt Riddle. You know, Interesting choice. You know, I know Matt. I train Matt. I think he's uh, one of the best you know workers out there. Um, Intercontinental champion. Who do we got? Um, Kofi. Kofi Kingston. Solid choice. Because, like, like I said, the Intercontinental belt's like the working man's championship. You know, you know, everybody, you know, the heavyweight championship was like, you know, the big thing, but like the guys who can go and Kobe yeah. can go, he, he'd be a great Intercontinental champion. Uh, tag team. I mean, I like Otis right now. I, uh, yeah, the Alpha Academy. Yeah, dude, they're great. And uh, it'd be a cop, kind of a cop out to say them, but um, on this current roster, I would have to say they did the right thing with Alpha Academy because I wish they would could get like that third guy in the Alpha Academy because I was a big fan of the uh, the Varsity Club. That was like one of the best factions to me because it was legit. You know, Rick Steiner is a shooter, Doctor Death, Steve yep. Williams a shooter, Mike Rotundo is a shooter. You know, Alpha Academy could beat, and you know, Team Angle. That was perfect. Yep. That was a perfect fucking trio right there. Three legit fucking, the guys who looked the fuck apart. Alpha yep. Academy. Fucking amazing. You know, big fan of Otis. Uh, you know, big fan of that whole fucking thing they got going on there. You know, they made him clean cut, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. He reminds me of Vader, you know, you know. Yeah, you know what he kind of does. Now that you mention that, yeah, he's Otis like, definitely has that Vaderish quality to him, where he could be a real shit kicker, Otis, like a legit badass. Otis is a Vader who washes his gear. Um, was it really that nasty? I gotta know. Adam from I, Adam from Downingtown wants to know: Was Vader's gear really that dirty? I was never around, but the, you know, the boys talk. <laughs> the boys talk. You know. Yeah. You know, if it, like, you know, say if my gear was kind of like getting towards that, they're like, hey, man, you don't want that Vader heat. You know, like, mm -hmm. yeah. Don't, you know, don't leave your, don't come home from the tour, leave your bag by the door and then pick it up on the way out. You know, wash that shit. You know, you got to wash yeah. it. <laughs> Especially knee pads. Oof. Oh, God, dude. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Barf. Yeah. Barf. <laughs> Gross. I'm, so, my own best I guess friend. I'm my own best friend. I, hey, I love it. Uh, Sarah Walker wants to know, Meanie, would you ever write a book? Uh, I need to. Uh, I, I've I've attempted it. You know, I have things written. 
But uh, it's just a matter of what do I, how deep do I want to go and how much do I really want to share? Because, uh, you know, you're, you're, peering, you're, you're peeling away uh, wounds that have healed. Mm. And uh, there's things I could say that might upset some people. And do I want to really go down that road? You know, you know, there's some people who uh, I have uh, thoughts about that I've haven't said them to them. I've held, you know, I've sat on some shit. You know, people that you know, shit that has offended me or uh, you know, I took personally. That I was like, you know what? All right, you know, I'll let that slide. You know, they they're, they're thinking I let it slide, but you know, I'm, I'm I kept receipts. And uh, it's just a matter of, uh, you know, you know, I, you know, I'm kicking myself because I used to write a blog back in the day. Yeah, I, called the Meanie Message on the old Blue Meanie website, and I wish I still had those that I can like pull from as you know references. Like, you know, the reason why Bret Hart's book is so awesome is he had a tape recorder and he would do like a audio journal at the end of the day. So he's, no give, he's given his direct thoughts into a tape recorder and he kept those tapes. And that's what they pulled for, you know, the book. And that's wow. Why, that's I, why did his, know, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why his book's so fucking thick, you know. You know, because he, he kept a journal every day. Uh, I wow. wish I kind of kind of did that, you know. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's cool to do a thing, but then your, your, your thoughts kind of get corrupted by watching things. Yeah, that the, the recorded memory overtakes your your real memory in some ways. So yeah, I definitely want to do a book. I've had offers to do a book. Um, there's a, a fellow out there who does a lot of books with guys, and he does it in a way that it's mutually beneficial. And uh, you know, like I said, I've been writing stuff. You know, it's just a matter. Of, I gotta force myself to sit down and write and dig deep and uh, go to a place I don't know if I want to go to. So, Got to make that decision on your own. Yeah. You know, it, really, if you want to do it. I yeah. would, I will tell you what, I would definitely read it though. Thank you. Uh, David wants to know, my brother David wants to know, uh, we talked about William Regal last week. Yes. Uh, we talked about him being released from the WWE very suddenly. Yes. Um, do you think, do you think that he opens up another wrestling organization or do you think he joins Impact, Ring of Honor, AEW, and he brings their his insight into that company. Where do you think? Uh, where do you? I guess to sum up, where do you think William Regal is going to land after this? I don't know if he would want to open his own, but uh, I could definitely see him. I could see him taking some time just to relax for a moment, take it in, you know, have a breather. You know, he was with WWE for a solid twenty one years. You know. Yeah. If he could just take time to uh, hang out, you know, uh, uh, the, the thought just popped in my head. Uh, Kevin Nash was talking about how WCW closed and he still had his Time Warner contract. And he uh, told his wife, I'm going to get paid a million dollar, million dollars a year to sit on my couch and drink beer and watch wrestling on TV. He's like, it was the best year of my life. <laughs> you know, because he, he got to fucking heal up and relax. You know, sometimes, you know, a moment away from the business can reinvigorate 
your uh, passion for the business. Not say, I'm not saying Regal's lost it, his passion, but you know, right. just a moment to, I mean, when you're in the wrestling business, you're go, 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 go. You know, you don't have a time to like look around at things. So maybe he can just take this moment just to go, <sighs> you know, take a breather. And then yep. uh, the world is his oyster. You know, he can literally have a choice of wherever he wants to go. I see him, get, I could see him going to Japan. Yeah. You know, going to Japan, uh, working with their talent. Uh, I could see him working with AEW, you know. But, uh, and, you know, there's always that forbidden door because Impact and AEW have that working relationship. Uh, but I could see him just, you know, maybe taking a couple months, you know, six months to a year just to chill out. Mm-hmm. And now that I've said that, he'll be on, you know, AEW this Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> this, oh, really, Meanie? I'll show you. Um, I'm going to yeah, I'm gonna make a fool out of you now, pal. Watch this. That's how it goes. You know, people here, I make a prediction, and then they go, oh, I'll show him up. But uh, <laughs> seriously, though, uh, I can see, you know, you know, I loved working for WWE, but there's always that, there, there's a pressure there that, you know, uh, unless you've experienced it, you can't really explain it. Right. There's a sense of paranoia that's that's there where you kind of question things you say before you say them, you know. Not that, yeah. I'll, not that I'm, say, I'm not saying Regal was in that position, but when I got released, I kind of felt like a, a weight come off my shoulders, you know. Yeah. I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to quit, you know. You know, there's people who are like, you know, when I when I left and I, you know, said things I said, they're like, oh, he couldn't hack it. That's why, you know, and they they mean, you know, they make it sound like I, I I got fired, or they make it sound like he quit when he got fired. It's like, no, I, That's, yeah, I, I got fired. I, I would still be showing up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I would still be there. Yeah, yeah. trust me, guys, I, I like, would be there. I like to wrestle. I like to wrestle on a bigger scale. So, and I also like to get paid. I also really enjoy paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. I like those people who go, hey, have you ever thought going back to WWE? No, I'm allergic to money, pal. Uh, I'm allergic yeah, to money totally. and success. Sorry. And now, listen, Pod Squad, all the listeners out there, it is time to put Blue Meanie in the Hall of Fame. It is way past due. <laughs> no. It is time this year, 2022 is the year to put the Blue Meanie. So get on the Twitter machine, get in your Twitter boxes and your, your emails and start flooding Vince McMahon with all kinds of stuff about the Blue Meanie, joining the Hall of Fame. Maybe if he deserves it, friends. Maybe if they do an ECW class, you know. Oh, that would be rad, dude. The, ba- That'd be the, really the barely cool. legal pay-per-view class yeah. or something like that, you know. I don't that would know. be super cool, man. I have two more questions for you before we wrap up our show. 1K yeah. Watts wants to know, name your top three favorite restaurants in Philadelphia. And thank you. Uh, top three in they're all fucking diners, probably. <laughs> yeah, Continental. Yeah, restaurant. Re- what's this yeah. restaurant shit? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're from Philly. We don't need a restaurants. God damn it. Uh, number one's Oregon Diner. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. I walk no, in. They number know, one through three. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised I don't have a fucking booth dedicated to me there. You know. <laughs> Although, so the other day I was uh, indisposed, uh, and uh, Mrs. Meany wanted to. Uh, run some errands, and she's like, "You know what? I'm gonna go to Oregon. I'm gonna go to the Oregon Diner have dinner." 
So she went in there and they're like, where's Meanie? <laughs> <It's> just like, <laughs> and she had to specify, it was Monday. So she had to specify, no, he's not at Raw. Uh, he's, because uh, I forgot, I forgot WWE was in town. It was crazy. Um, not that I would go, but, you know, here's the thing. I wouldn't go to sit there. I would go, you know, hang out in the bag, say hi to the guys. But she's like, no, he's not at, at Raw. So she had to cut him off at the path right there because, you know, me and her are like, you know, you know we're inseparable. It's like the, you know, I'm going to date myself with this reference, uh, Strange Brew. Do you ever see Strange Brew? Yes. Yes. When Bob and Doug McKenzie had to be separated for the first time in their entire lives and they're just like, yeah, what do I, you know, that's me and that's me and Tracy. That's me and Mrs. Meany. We're together all the time. So, you know, um, but, you know, uh, I got off on the fucking side road there. Um, top three restaurants. So, Oregon Diner's number one. Yeah, yeah. It's Easy, a yeah. It's a diner. It's not, like, technically not a restaurant, but. Uh, and I'm, a, I'm so bad. I'm a creature of fucking habit. I'll just do the same thing. So, they asked me to name three. Might be a stretch. Um this really good burger place on Patchunk Avenue called Punk Burger. Yes. It's P apostrophe U-N-K because it's a, a, a shrunken version Patchunk. of Patchunk. Uh, which it's interesting listening to somebody from Philadelphia. <laughs> somebody not from Philadelphia to say Patchunk Avenue. Yep. I've heard it's Patchunk. I've heard uh, Pussy Skunk. Uh, <laughs> that should be the name of the episode, but we'd never get it past the uh, the censors. So we're gonna no, have to find something else. No, uh, Punk Burger's <laughs> really good. So Organiner, if you want a really good burger, mm -hmm. go to Punk Burger. Um, let's say a third, 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 third. Uh, well, it's it's not a restaurant. But uh, me and Mrs. Meany have been really into Indian food. Nice. So there's a place in South Philly called Curry Shack. Okay. And uh, shout out to the Bollywood Blondes or the, the Blondes of Bollywood or the Bollywood Boys, whichever you prefer they call them. They've been putting over uh, butter chicken on their Twitter feed. And, oh, I have seen that. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, dude. You had me at butter, and then uh, <laughs> you roped me in with chicken. So I was like, I got to go have this butter chicken. So we went to, uh, we found that it, there was a, a really good place that, near, that was nearest that closed. There's this one shop, there's this one corner property that's been a million different fucking pizza shops, or mm -hmm. and at one point it was Indian food. And I was like, man, that's fucking genius. Yeah. There's, a, there's a million mom and pop fucking pizza places in South Philly. And somebody opened up a, an Indian place there and we're like in love with it. And of course we fell in love with it and they closed. Yeah. So naturally. They, so in South Philly, you know, people go around and put flyers in your, 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 you know, door or whatever. And I was like, oh my God, there's a new Indian place. So Curry Shack, they have one in South Philly, one in Center City. I mean, you can sit and eat, but we'd like to, you know, take out, you know, I know, yeah, well, at, least right, at least right now, like it's probably better to take out, but yeah. As of now, yeah, you know, if we're going to go out and have 
food outside of our house or have something to bring home. It's Organiner. I love the Organiner because you could have breakfast all day. I have the cheesesteak omelet with fried onions, peppered. Oh, man, yeah. I was just looking up the, I just Googled it because I was trying to remember the exact, because every diner I feel like in Philly looks the same. Yeah. But I was like, oh my God, that's what I know. Exactly. I've been there a hundred times and I was looking at the food. I'm like, fuck, I'm hungry. I want to go to the Oregon Diner now. My, my, my order's like off the menu. It, it's not there, but they can make it. It's, I'm going to say it out loud. And I'm going to try to say it as I, how I order it to them. Because I'm like, I have to say it a certain way. Okay. Uh, cheesesteak omelet. Peppers and onions in the in the omelet and the home fries. Please cook the home fries. Well done. Wheat toast and a black coffee. Oh man, a man after my own heart, sir. You have to tell him to cook the home fries. Well done. Yeah. Because then, like, yeah, you got to get them a little crunchy get, but soft on the inside. Yep. Yeah. It's a right way to do it. If you don't, it's just like a wet potato mess. You have to tell him cook the home fries. Well done. Could they, there's a spe- there's a specific way they do it. If you go to the right spot, they'll do it correctly because it's cr- it should be crunchy on the outside and just a little soft on the inside, not too hard, right? It's a there's a right way to do it. I, I learned from that because if you go to a place long enough, they tell you the insider shit. I used to get the turkey yeah. sausage, like uh, they they did the the round ones. They're like the patties, yeah. Yeah, they're like if you order them. Ask them to cook it on the grill. Because if not, they're going to throw it in a fucking deep fryer. And when it comes out, it's, nah. like, it's like eating a urinal mint. It's like so hard. <laughs> it's just like... The only thing that should be... The only, the only breakfast meat that should be put in the uh, the deep fryer is scrapple. Because then you get the nice crust on the outside. And it's still nice and soft on the inside. That's that's the correct way to cook scrapple is scrapple. in the deep fryer. Scrapple is like a Philadelphia delicacy. I don't think too many oh, people... Oh, man, dude. There's so many Philly things that like I brought, you know, when I start traveling, I bring it up to like people in other cities. They're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, yeah. I'm actually, we're, we're heading to Pittsburgh this weekend and I think I'm going to stop at the store and get some Scrapple so I could take it out there because I, I won't be able to. It's like, it's like an instinctual movement. Like I got to get something to have it out there, right? Scrapple um, cooked where the outside's a little bit crispy with some mm-hmm. uh, eggs over easy. Oh, so man. You, you poke it with your toast and then you just... You know, mix it all up. Yeah, yeah dude. I like it. I, I so like getting good. home fries. Get egg over easy. Put on top of your home fries. You poke the fucking egg and then the yolk goes all over the home fries and the egg. And yep. so that's, the, that's the spice of life right there, man. Fat not that, not that anyone asked, but I will tell you my three favorite places in Philadelphia. Why not? Please. So it's not restaurants. There are three spots. Revolution Taco, which is down on Chestnut Street. Okay. Uh, or Walnut Street, rather, down in Philadelphia. Fantastic tacos. Like, just unbelievable. Best in the city, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Cuba Libre, which is actually the only restaurant on my list. Uh, it's down right on... Where the hell is that? That's over at the Festival Pier area, I believe. Yeah. Uh, incredible food. It's a little bit pricey, but it's fantastic. Right. Atmosphere, so good. But my favorite place in Philly to go to is Silk City Diner, right on 5th and Spring Garden. That is my haunt. If I'm going to get anything to eat in the city, you find me anywhere and I'm like, hey, I'm getting food in the city and I'm by myself, oh, 10, 11 times out of 10, I, you will find me at Silk City Diner having whatever I can eat off of that menu because it's so, everything is fantastic there. So those are my three top spots to go to in Philadelphia, meaning we have time for one more question. Yes, sir. And Andy Schlichter from the Pod Squad wants to know, What's the story behind the fake meanie you posted this week in your meme? <laughs> it's 
So uh, I believe that would be the blue Tilly, if I if I recall correctly, the, right? The blue Tilly. Uh, <sighs> so uh, this is a good story. Um, so for those who haven't been on my social media, shame on you. Go to at Blue Meanie BWO on all. You know, right now, as you're listening, go right now. So it says uh, that shopping the shopping cart, you know, at the store be like, and it's there's three photos of me, Blue Meanie, and the fourth one is the Blue Tilly from TNA, uh, from the Hardcore Justice pay per view. Um, the story is uh, they were doing the ECW tribute show in TNA Hardcore Justice, and they're bringing in a bunch of the boys to do the show. And uh, Dreamer reached out to me, "Hey, Meanie, uh, we want to bring you in and yeah, bring in the BWO for the Hardcore Justice." Uh, I was like, "Yeah, cool. When is it?" And he told me the date, and I was like, "Fuck, I can't do it." I was like. I can't do it because the next day, and I can tell you the date, August 9th, 2009, because that was Mrs. Meany's birthday. Mm. I bought, I purposely booked a vacation to California for her birthday. And the pay-per-view was August 8th. Ah. So I go, hey man, look, could you guys re- Help me fix my ticket, my my plane ticket. We'll fly down to Florida the seventh, which would be Saturday. Mm-hmm. Spend the night, do the pay per view on the eighth, and we can still fly out to California from Florida the ninth. Right, and they wouldn't do it. So, TNA wouldn't do it. TNA wouldn't do it. And the, here's the kicker. You know, Bob Ryder awesome human being. He was one of the people who helped spread the word to ECW. You know, he would do live chats on the Prodigy internet service, you know, live at the arena or whatever. And he got ECW out there, you know. He owned a travel agency and he's in TNA's office. They easily could have fixed my my airplane ticket from Philly, Orlando, and then Orlando, California. And I would just kept my second portion of that, you know, thing to fly home, you know, from California. Right. Cost me, you know, this vacation, I, it cost me like a couple grand, you know, because we're going to oh, stay man. out there. We're staying out there for a week, you know, going around doing all the theme parks and everything. You know, uh, you know, there's a, uh, oh my God, great adventure. Um where they fil- kids filmed Phantom of the Park. We were going to go to that. But also, um, what was that Suzanne Summer show? Um, it was on ABC and they're on the roller coaster. And it looks like it's... Step that, by step. Step by step filmed the opening on the roller coaster at that park. They also had a carousel ride at that great adventure. It's where, you know, um, vacation when they're going to Wally World. Yes, yes. That, that, that was the same park as well. And Van Halen used to play there all the time. So we definitely wanted to go to that. But there was a carousel there at that uh, great adventure that was from where Mrs. Meany was from in Connecticut, Milford, Connecticut. 
it was like Milford was like this place in Connecticut where uh, they had like amusement rides and stuff like that. And then they eventually sold off parts of the carousel, the different theme parks. One of those being Six Flags. So our whole purpose, one of our main purposes for this trip was to go to that park and for her to ride, ride that carousel that came from her hometown. Right. Which we did. But yeah, TNA wouldn't budge on the, the ticket. You know, the owner, you know, Panda Energy, millionaire, you know, uh, you know, who wanted to, you know, do a pay-per-view based on ECW. But wouldn't pay for the fucking Blue Mania to come. Okay, uh, yeah, sure, fine. You know, We're so... All good here. Uh, We're all fine here. Yeah, they had me... <laughs> they went and filmed uh, an interview with Todd Gordon to play on the pay-per-view and they had me film a, a, a thing, you know, live to, you know, the play at the arena. But they didn't want to... Something that could cost them... You know, a couple, you know, it wouldn't cost them anything. It would have been a tax write-off. Maybe, a couple, maybe a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah. But, I, you know, this was around the time where I started saying, you know, I got to do shit for me. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I sacrificed so much for the wrestling business. You know, my grandfather was dying. I was at wrestling school. My grandmom died. I was at the Hammerstein Ballroom for ECW, you know. I miss so many things and, you know, to do something special for Mrs. Meany to fly her to California for her birthday and have a vacation out there. I wasn't fucking going to sacrifice that, you know. Yeah. So, you, made the, you made the right call. So, you made the right call. But what they did, <laughs> the question was, who was that guy? It was, there was a guy who was like a security guy there for TNA. I guess his name was something, something Tilly. I forget his first name. Big, his, his name's big. The character, the guy's name was Big Tilly. Big Tilly. So they, and I have no heat with the guy. That was my next question. It was how did it, how did you feel about the blue Tilly? I had no look. The guy, they didn't. It wasn't his fault. You know, you know. It's like uh, here's a here's a, you know, if if you're. Uh, if a girlfriend cheats on a boyfriend, everybody gets mad at the, the guy she cheated with. It's like, why do you, why get mad at the guy? Yeah. She's the one who put the guy in the position to be there. Be mad at the person who put you in that position. So I wasn't mad at Tilly, the blue Tilly. I wasn't even mad. It was laughable. I, I was like, if I, if, if I could be in the, in, in the equation, if I was mad, be mad at TNA because they put that guy in that position. The guy was just doing something cool. Yeah, so I have right. no, no issue with him, but I saw that meme. Somebody sent me that meme and I popped. I popped. And I was like, oh, I got, yeah, I got to share this. So, so good, man. It was so good. And uh, it is always good to be here with you, the Blue Meanie, for another exciting trip through the mind of the Meanie. Tell everybody where you can find. Wait, let's do it one more time for the Pod Squad. Pepsed Blue Ribbon. And we will hopefully, as in the I next couple of days, broke my beard. In the next couple of hours, hopefully, Schlichter has already created the Pabst Blue Meanie T-shirt that can be found at ProWrestlingTees.com/slash Mind of the Meanie. Where can you find us? Maybe where can you find you? Uh, and maybe we'll get the sponsorship. Maybe we will. I'm hoping we will, Pabst. I hope you're listening. I fucking dare you. 
We'll call it. I fucking double dare you. I want to call the episode PBR. We fucking dare you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me, the blue guy, the blue meanie, at all across Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at blue meanie BWO. Uh, you can find Mind of the Meanie on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Mind of the Meanie. If you would like to support the Blue Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. Or if you want to support Mind of the Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. If you want a cameo, well wish, you know, happy birthday, uh, happy divorce, whatever, go to Cameo.com slash Blue Meanie BWO. And if you'd like to follow me and support my other program called Foundation Radio, you can go to find me on Twitter and Instagram at This Is Goober. You can also follow Foundation Radio at FND Radio Pod on Twitter. Uh, I also have my own pro wrestling t shirt, uh, business show, so- shop, whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> ProWrestlingTees.com slash Foundation Radio. Pick, uh, pick yourself up a swag first day with my new mouth here as well. Uh, pick up your shirt there to support the program. Uh, Meanie, it is always a pleasure to be doing this with you and always a pleasure to see the pod squad. You guys are wonderful. Don't forget, patreon.com slash mindofthemeanie. Go sign up right now. You can watch us film the show live every single week when we record. You can also get the hallway episodes that we do at the beginning of the show. And you can hear the stuff we talk about early that we talk about on the show. You can hear it before we record it. Anyway, it'll be fun. It's a good time. There's lots of levels you can do. And don't forget, there are very limited amounts of the Blue Meanie Josh Chernoff two-pack action figure left. Like, we're talking like less than 20 at this point. Yeah. Very, very, very minimal left. So go right now to mindofthemeanie.com. Click on the link to pick up your action figures. They have both the signed and unsigned versions. Go right now and get yourself a pack there because they will not last long and they're not going to be made again. So go get them right now, mindofthemeanie.com. Meanie, thank you so much. I appreciate your time for the Blue Meanie. I'm Adam Bernard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip through the mind of the meanie. This episode of Mind of the Meanie was recorded and produced by Adam Barnard and was engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional production and narration provided by Sam Kreps. Our executive producers are Josh Chernoff, Adam Barnard, and the Blue Meanie. Our opening theme is performed by the Swamp Candles. Our closing theme is performed by Chikara. The show contains original music produced by Enrichment. Get additional bonus content by becoming our patron on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindofthemeanie. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at mindofthemeanie. This has been a Butts Carlton Media Production in conjunction with the MLW Radio Network. Butts Carlton Proprietor. That was Blue Meanie's brain out. The world of MLW Radio never stops. Jesse Kelly here. I'm not a financial expert. I'm not a psychic, and I don't pretend to know what the financial markets will do in the future. I do know that putting all your eggs in one basket is not a good financial plan. I look for solid investment opportunities based on a long-term strategy for investment growth and protection against loss. My friends at Oxford Gold Group is who I sent my father to and who I trust for some of that protection. Now is the time to call the Oxford Gold Group and just hear what they have to say. Securing your IRA or 401k with real gold and silver with Oxford Gold is as easy as one, two, three. 
or you can buy precious metals and keep them in your safe. One app, one call, and you pick your precious metals. That's it. You now own real precious metals just like I do. Call Oxford Gold today and ask about exclusive free bonus opportunities. Call 833-901-COIN. 833-901-COIN. That's 833-901-COIN. 